Hey, I am excited to tell you about this month's sponsorship. This month's episodes are sponsored by Crossway, publisher of the English Standard Version of the Bible and a high-end line of heirloom Bibles that are designed to reflect the beauty of God's Word. Each heirloom Bible is skillfully crafted using the highest quality materials and expert craftsmanship. With carefully chosen premium goatskin covers, durable edge lines, smith-sewn binding, beautiful art, gilding, and premium Bible paper chosen for optimal quality, readability, and durability. Learn more at crossway.org. On a personal note, I have one of these Bibles. It actually fell off the top of my car one day and got ran over on the interstate. And it survived. It actually survived. The binding is still good, and I still preach from it every single week. And also, we have a great giveaway going on right now with Crossway. You can jump on Twitter or on theshepherdscrook.co and see it. We are giving away an heirloom Bible, the pastor's book by Kent Hughes, the imperfect pastor by Zach Eswine, the pastor's justification by Jared C. Wilson, and nine marks of a healthy church by Mark Dever. Look online and sign up today. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to episode 34 of the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. Today I want to talk to you about preaching. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, lead this time. I just ask that you will. I trust that you're going to. I thank you for how much fun these episodes have been for me personally. I pray they've been fun for the listeners as well. And I pray they've been encouraging. And for those who are out there preaching regularly, I ask that this uh, discussion will be helpful for them. And those who are not preaching yet but long to preach, feel called to preach, I ask that these would also be helpful. These, uh, this, uh, this few, um, these few minutes that I just talked to these men about preaching. So, lead, I trust that you will. In Jesus' name, amen. It is, uh, it's, it's pretty common to miss the whole because of the parts when you're preaching. And I want to explain what I mean by kind of giving a, a background, a history of my exposure to preaching and then how I got into preaching, what the process has been to me, and then the differences now that I see in exposition and topical preaching. When I grew up, I grew up in a church that in so many ways, was was really good and learned so many good things and uh, great experiences, friendships. Became a Christian at that church, got baptized. <clears throat> but most of the preaching that I heard, in fact, all of the preaching I heard, was topical, and it wasn't the best kind of topical. I grew up in kind of the the idea that okay, a sermon title for this week would be God is faithful, and then. Through the entire sermon, there was, you know, 15 to 20 passages about God's faithfulness. And it was true things, it was right, but it was all over the place. It was cherry-picked verses and and such. And so then I went to college, and I went to Pentecostal college, and a lot of the preaching I heard was, you know, Twitter wasn't around back then, but it was tweet preaching. It was like phraseology, get a good phrase that was spun in a really good way that would make for a good tweet, and then preach on that. It was kind of like bottom-shelf preaching, kind of like this, God is love, Love demands freedom, and a good good topical preaching that could get a good rise out of some people would be okay. Go to First John and show them that God is love, and then go to Deuteronomy. God does not delight in the death of the wicked, um, 
And boom, there you go. Look, God's longing for you because God is love and love demands freedom. Topical preaching like that kind of gets a rise out of people and can preach well. That'll preach, I I heard often. And uh, so you kind of get a tweet-like phrase, wrap some Bible verses around it, and then here is a sermon. And then in 2004, I was working a summer camp as a recreation leader in Glorieta, New Mexico. There used to be in it's kind of outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico. There's some really cool things out in New Mexico. I ate a really good burger at a little burger joint called the Bobcat Bite. I don't think it's open anymore. It seated like nine people, but it was like, you know, a pound burger, and you eat it, and, you know, you have gas the rest of the day, and you're feeling terrible the rest of the day. But as you're eating it, oh my gosh, it was good. Also, that uh, magical staircase out in Santa Fe, that was pretty cool. And when we were out there, it was really neat. We got to, we saw the uh, Real World vs. Road Rules Challenge cast members who were running around the city as well. <laughs> it was kind of neat. I saw Mike the Miz. Remember him? Uh, anyways, back to the point. 2004, I'm working summer camp, and there was a week where the preacher was this young preacher. looked really young, kind of a cool-looking dude. and His name was Matt Chandler, and... I was thrilled, not because of him, but because the worship leaders that week were going to be Shane and Shane. So we spent a week hanging out with Matt Chandler and hearing him preach. And it was the first real preaching that I had ever heard. I mean, it blew me away. I remember just being in awe. And then that summer, I heard another preacher named Neil McClendon. Neil McClendon preached. I heard him. I actually heard Vody Bauckham that year as well. And the preaching I heard in that summer changed me. It just changed me forever. Uh, I started listening to Chandler, and then, I, because I was theologically undeveloped, I, th- I think I've said this somewhere before, but I was underdeveloped theologically, so I got online and I had read Rob Bell's book, Velvet Elvis, and so I googled Mars Hill Church, and I came across this guy, Mark Driscoll. I started hearing these, this preaching that was preaching the Bible, and you know Driscoll was doing that back then. <laughs> I, I had never heard this before. You could preach through a book of the Bible. I mean, if somebody had mentioned that to me before, maybe you're like this or grew up in an environment like this. If somebody had mentioned that, it's almost like, you know, you're, you're looking with somebody with two heads. Like, wait, what? Preaching through books of the Bible. So when I started preaching regularly in 2008, I knew I wanted to preach expositionally. I started in Galatians. Galatians is the book that God used to change my life. Uh, I mean, blew me up with the goodness of the gospel of Jesus and the grace of God. You mean grace actually keeps us as well and sustains us and helps us grow? You kidding me? So we started there. I started preaching verse by verse through the book of Galatians. I think I was there for 15 weeks. And then I went to the gospel of John, preached through the gospel of John. And I think it was 35 or six weeks in the gospel of John and then into Ecclesiastes. And then started Ephesians, and then our church ended up merging with another church. But since then, got to preach multiple other books of the Bible, but I've just that's just kind of been my way. And now when we started Christ Church, the church I pastor, I co-pastor right now, I'm the primary preacher there. We've preached through the Gospel of John, we've preached through Genesis, Ephesians, Jude, Esther, and we're about to start Romans. But a couple of things we've done that's been unique is we've, in, in between these big books, we've done sermon series, kind of a small series that's been a little bit kind of like a buffer into a new series. We've done a series on the church, and now we're doing a series on uh, on being human. And it's, uh, it's kind of just, again, like a buffer series between these big books. And I've noticed a few things this time around as I've preached topical sermons. And in some ways, it's easier to preach a topical sermon because you're preaching passages that you're kind of familiar with. But in other ways, topical sermons are a lot harder to prepare prepare for as well because um, 
so again, so the easier side is you, you're familiar with the text that you're selecting to preach. You know, you're kind of coming, you got this idea, and then you're going to the Bible with this idea and selecting these passages. And it's kind of like systematic theology. You're kind of just getting all the verses you can about a particular topic and rising it up from the pages of the Bible and trying to make sense of it and be as faithful as you can. But it's hard, as I've been preaching through this series, to catch the whole picture because I've been in individual passages, these topical sermons. And... And so that's been a little bit difficult this time around of, of, of wondering, okay, am I being as faithful as I could be because of this particular series and the challenges that this particular series brings? Because we don't have particular passages that preach that deal with absolutely everything about gender and sexuality and marriage and the roles of men and women and masculine sins or feminine sins and, and dealing with these things with one particular passage or chapter, you have to have this systematic approach. So you just got to get a bunch of verses and try to kind of put, put them together like a mosaic. So you get verses from all over, and then you're just trying to be faithful. And so it's easy in topical preaching, and this is a pitfall of topical preaching, it's easy to miss the whole because of the parts. You're in this particular verse, but you're so focused on this particular verse that you miss that particular verse. For instance, say you're preaching on faith. You've probably heard this before. Somebody said faith isn't just believing God is able to do something. Faith is believing God is going to do something. This is popular in charismatic circles, and that's kind of the circles that I grew up in. This idea that faith isn't faith if you're submitting to God's will for instance, and saying, God, but we submit to your will. Well, that's not a faithful prayer, faith-filled prayer. Faith-filled prayer is praying and knowing that God is going to do something. And in one sense, you go to Matthew chapter 9, and you see that the woman who had been bleeding for years came to Jesus, and she touched the hem of his garment, and she said, if I touch his garment, I will be made clean. She just knew, I will. There was no question or no doubt in her mind. Jesus looked at her and said, be it done according to your faith. It was her faith that made her well. So that is, there's an element there that's faith. And so topical preachers can jump on that and say, see, but then can miss right down the chapter, at the end of the chapter, Jesus asked a man who wanted his son healed, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And the man said, yes, Lord, I believe that you're able. And Jesus said, be it done according to your faith. So it's easy to miss the whole because of the parts. And faith and prayer and healing, even in the Gospels, is complex. Faith is is broader than just, I know God will do this. Faith includes prayers of submission to God's will. Faith includes prayers of petition. And faith includes prayers of just saying, God, I know that you're able. That's faith also. So a topical preaching, it's easy to miss the whole because of the parts. But then it got me thinking as I'm preaching through this series, okay, that can actually happen with exposition as well. You can... You can miss the whole because of the parts with preaching expositionally as well. So preaching, for instance, in Genesis 19, you get to Lot and his daughters. I remember studying for that and thinking, what in the world? How is there anything good from this? And how, how does Lot sleeping with his daughters as he's drunk, it, it, what, what good news is there? What is there anything that's applicable? How can this be helpful to anyone? And I was sitting with my mentor, and my mentor said, my mentor said, just kind of a side comment, well, at least the Moabites came from, from Genesis 19. And I said, well, wait a minute, pause. Well, you see, I'd forgotten that Ruth was a Moabite. Ruth was a Moabite and a great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus in the lineage of Christ. So from that interchange, or that, that sexual, that, that horrific incestual sexual encounter in in Genesis chapter 19, you can miss the whole because you're so focused on the part in exposition. And you don't see 
here's where the Moabites came from, or you don't make those connections. And so the same thing can happen with exposition, that you can still get buried in a particular passage that you don't take into consideration what the Bible teaches on that particular topic. It's not, for instance, this isn't all that the Bible says in this chapter about the contents in this chapter. So this is why to be faithful in preaching, it requires, and this is where I'm going to just challenge you, young preacher, older preacher, it requires you to have a good, solid, biblical, and systematic theology in your mind. You have to know the Word. You've got to read through the Bible. You've got to know the Word well. And you've got to know when you're preaching topically or expositionally that you're keeping other Bible verses in context. That you're keeping the covenant in context. That you're looking at a particular passage in that chapter, in that book, in the context of a testament, in the context of the entire Bible. And then, as you're equipped with a good systematic and a good biblical, biblical theology from years of study, as you grow in that, you'll become a better and better preacher because you're not going to be missing the whole because of the parts. So there's the challenge today. I hope it's been helpful. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.